Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Daily Mic Drop, episode number 25, one quarter to the century mark. I am Mike Zacchio, and I appreciate you all for taking a few minutes out of your night to spend some time and chat with me. Sorry that we're a little bit behind schedule. I could not find my hat, and while that seems like it's not that big of a deal, if you saw what was underneath my head or underneath my hat, you'll understand why I was three minutes late. I got like a little bit of a Macklemore situation going on under there, only... I don't have like a full head of hair. Uh, we do have a viewer submitted question, which I am very much looking forward to. So uh, let's get to it. How do you know if a guy truly feels sorry about his actions? If he sincerely feels bad that he hurt you? Example, you've been talking for two months and he reassured you that there are no other girls. So you assume that you two were exclusive because he talked about your future and you guys FaceTimed for hours every day. And then he just changed one day and you found out three weeks later that he slept with another girl when he was drunk. And he said he was sorry, but was he actually sorry? Do guys feel bad when they hurt girls? Do they cry knowing how much they hurt and, and pain their actions caused someone? Phenomenal question. First off, this guy's an asshole. Just going to get that right out there. Um, yes, guys feel pain. I don't want to go and say that guys, like all guys cry because every guy is different. I think the... The stereotype that, like, men don't cry is is bullshit. I think it's just a person-to-person thing. Like, I am a sensitive bitch. Like, my cousins will tell you that. Anybody who really, really knows me, like, I feel my emotions very, very strongly. But I don't really cry. I cried a lot when I was younger. I would cry when I struck out in Little League. But as I've gotten older, I just don't cry. I haven't, like, ha- I haven't had, like, a real cry since 2013, I think it was. It's not like a statement of bravado or masculinity or anything like that. It's just, I don't cry. I'll tear up to certain movies. Toy Story kind of got to me. I don't know which one it was. I don't know if it was three or four. But like, so like there are emotions where you cry. But in terms of like crying from different situations and whatnot, it's just not for me. Um, But in terms of like feeling pain and, and like feeling bad that you caused hurt someone, as long as you're not a sociopath, then I think that all guys would feel bad if they know that they, that they wronged someone. Like, there was like there was one time I was seeing this girl like I thought it was casual and it wasn't anything serious or anything like that and it it wasn't serious but I guess I viewed it as more casual than she did so when I you know figured that we we would go our separate ways she told me like to my face which one I credit her um, all the world like credits and said like you know I felt like you kind of led me on and even though like I felt like I genuinely did not do anything to lead her on or I, I even though I genuinely felt like I was not leading her on like. It still cut like a knife like into my gut and it this has been three or four years now or something like that and like and it's still very you know very vivid in my mind like I still remember where we were I still remember like what town we were in what street corner we were on what where we were on that street corner like it, it just it was something that just it hit me very deeply um and I felt like shit and I told her I'm like oh my god like I'm I'm so sorry and whether she thought I was just saying that to appease her or whether she genuinely you know accepted my apology um no like I felt like shit so and and that was with me not knowing what I was doing there are some guys who genuinely know that they are leading girls on because they just don't care and I think that's where like the the sociopath trait kind of comes in so if if you know what you're doing and you don't really care who you hurt along your way then I don't think that he's going to care what he does to you or how you feel when you know when the bomb goes off and the dust settles so to speak but as far as like everything like within this specific situation, like, you know, you've been in the talking phase for two months. Like this is like, 
I, I mean, you guys all know how I feel in terms about like, you know, this phase, that phase, whatever, like, you know, just try to figure out where you two are at. Like, I don't care what you necessarily want to call it, but like you two should, should just be on the same page. So the fact like she put it, like, she put it in quotations, Mark, of like talking, but like the fact is like he reassured her that he wasn't talking to anyone else, wasn't seeing anybody else, whatever. And then he goes behind, like, and then he goes and sleeps with someone else. Like now listen, I'm not a huge drinker. I, I like the occasional twee as you've seen on this show, but like, I don't like, even in my drunkest states where like I have trouble walking and like I could just tell like it's going to be a night. Like I've never been so intoxicated to the point where I don't know what I'm doing. Where I don't have control over my body in terms of like sleeping with – like I know, like, I know even like in my drunkest state that like I cannot operate a motor vehicle. That like I should probably stay where I am. Like LBI, I got wrecked one night. You know, to so the point where I'm like, I just need to sit down because the room is spinning right now. But even in that state, where which was probably the drunkest I've ever been in my life, like I would have been very well aware if I were to sleep with someone. So to me, like the whole excuse of like, you know, oh, you were like, I, I was drunk, I was intoxicated, I was buzzed, I was what, I was under the influence of something. To me, it's it's not an excuse. But for me, I can't ever imagine getting to a point where I'm so drunk. That I would that I would sleep with someone who is not my fiance, and then like after the fact to be like, oh you no, know, like I was drunk. I didn't like I didn't know what I was doing. Like you'll know. I feel like getting into that situation figuratively and literally, you'll sober up pretty quickly, or at least sober up enough to to know what is going on. Um, so I would call him out and just be like, like what the fuck? Like I don't care that. That you were drunk. Like, the fact is you violated my trust. And you went... And, and you lied. Like, you went back on your word. So, that would be my first point of attack, so to speak, on this guy. I would personally be done with him. Like, I know I said on the show that, like, certain instances of cheating and, and whatnot, you know, can be, you know, forgiven and, and such. But, like, I, w- I was talking with... It was Kristen Hutchinson where, like, she was saying, if a guy can't be faithful... In the, in the dating stage. Not, and they're not even in the dating stage yet. They're just in the talking to stage. Like, if he can't be faithful now, what makes you think that he's going to be faithful later? Like, you think that just because, like, oh, well, now now we're dating. So uh, my percentage of cheating goes from 50 to 30%. But then when we go into a relationship, it goes down to 15%. And then when we get engaged, it's down to 10 And then when we're married, it's like 5%. Like, you know, that's still pretty good. Like... So, yeah, if, if he can't be faithful now, I don't think that he's worth your time going forward. Uh, I think that, you know, there are plenty of viable options out there that you don't need to subject yourself to someone who's going to cause you any form of pain. Physical, emotional, mental, anything. So, you know, I'm I'm sorry she went through this, but in, a, in, in another way, I'm also very glad that this happened because hopefully it's it'll be a sign for her to kind of get out before something worse even happened. You know, when you get to the point where, you know, now we're together six months or a year, like the further down the road you get, the more the pain is going to hurt. And the more commitment there is, the more promises are made, you know, the deeper that wound is going to, you know, cut and the harder it's going to be to be to heal. So I think in some way she kind of got off lucky that this is happening now rather than down the road. That is our viewer submitted question. Uh, Darren is saying the intention is usually there and then the alcohol is used as an, as an excuse. Like, like I've noticed, like, you know, I get friskier when, when I am intoxicated and whatnot. Um, but at the same time, I'm still very well aware 
of what I'm doing. Like, I like, I think it's very like. So I remember saying this to one of my coworkers actually, or I should say one of my employees since I was their manager. Like how like when you get to a certain point, like like in your mid twenties, you should like one very one very important self realization you should come to is what kind of a drunk you are, assuming that you drink. Like you need to know: are you the the crying drunk? Are you the aggressive drunk? Are you the funny drunk? Are you the sloppy drunk? Are you the happy drunk? Like, are you the flirty drunk? I'm a mixture of like happy and flirty. Like, I would say more so happy and like I want to like just dance and like like the alcohol just kind of like loosens me up. Like that's just that's who I am. So learning who like what kind of a drunk you are will help. But again, I, I can't ever see myself getting to a point where it's like, especially like now I know that I'm engaged where I could be friendly with someone like. I'm still cognizant enough to know when I'm crossing the line into like flirting, like like forget leaving wherever we are to get to a bed to take our clothes off to get into the D. Like there's times like I'm just talking to someone and I'll catch myself and be like, okay, I gotta like shut this down. Like it's getting too friendly, whether it's on her end or my end, and then you just shut it down. So using alcohol or drugs or whatever, no excuse. So if anybody uses that excuse on you. Call them out on their bullshit and move on to something better, I guess. Janice Elliott, are you okay with your partner hanging out one-on-one with a guy for lunch or drinks? Yes. Like, yes, because I trust her. I, I trust her. I'm secure enough in our relationship. And she's a grown woman. And, you know, any... it To me, like, you know, anything that's going to happen, eventually, like, it, it falls on the other person. So, like, if Shannon were to go out with another guy and if... She were to cheat. That's a reflection on her. That's all on her. That's not on me. So while it would hurt and, and crush me, like not even just hurt, like it would just devastate me. Like I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and live in the fear of like the possibility that that might, even though like, I think it won't happen, but I'm not going to sit there and think like, oh, there is that point zero 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 one chance that it's going to happen. So I'm going to like shut it down like altogether. No, if, if whoever she's hanging out with, whatever, like, and to me, like, I, I, and I know where this is where I'm a different breed. Like, I wouldn't even care if it's an ex. Like, to me, my my only reservations with exes, I think, come if there's maybe, like, an engagement or if you were previously married to them or, or something like that. Like, to me, like, exes don't bother me. So she said, like, hey, I'm getting together with my ex. I might want to know why or, like, what the... The topic of conversation would be like, you know, to me, I, I, I don't think that it's a, like a free pass. I'm just like, oh, hey, I'm going to get together with Paul. Like, okay, this is news to me. Like, I have gotten to get, like, I've met up with an ex while I've been with Shannon, but I gave her a full rundown. I said, like, this is where we're going to be. This is what time we're going to be meeting. This is what we're going to be discussing. This is why we're getting together. So she's very well aware of everything, like you know, almost everything. I'm not going to sit there and go as far as like, Oh, I'm gonna call you and put you like put you on speakerphone for the duration of the conversation so that like you can listen in. But um, no, that's where trust comes in. Like if you can't trust your partner to just be with be with a member of the opposite sex, then I don't know how stable the relationship is. I understand that people all have like people have trust issues to a degree, especially people who have been hurt in the past. But I also think I don't think that that's reason to kind of take it out on them unless your partner has hurt you in the past or your partner has betrayed your trust in the past. So like for your situation, like if like if Shannon were to say like, Hey, I want to get like, I'm getting together with, with a guy friend of mine. I personally don't have a problem with it. But 
if she had tre- cheated on me in the past uh, or done something with him in, in the past, then I might be more cautious and you know be more likely to step in and say something. I don't think that Shannon has any reason to not let me see anybody who I want to hang out with, including if it was an ex, because to me, I've done nothing to violate her trust and she, and because she should trust me. So I think maybe it should be the other way around. One, she should trust me. And two, I've given no, her no reason to not trust me and to not think that whatever we'll, like whatever we're doing will be platonic and, if anything, professional. The same reason why I feel Shannon should not have any reservations on me wanting to see someone, even if it is an ex. Like, the same goes for the fact that, like, she may have insecurities or she may feel certain ways. Like, I don't have a problem with being friends with exes, you know, other people hanging out, talking to, whatever, maybe hanging out, I'm not sure. But, like, but if she has a problem with that and that's who she is, then that's something I can't necessarily control. Like, if I could be the nicest guy in the world, but if she's always been someone where it's like, yeah, no, I don't get down with, like, my significant other talking to or hanging out with exes, then that's something that's a that's a bridge you need to cross. It's a hurdle you need to clear. I think that there's a compromise to be made somewhere in the middle. Um, like, cause to me, like, I consider, like, if, if I'm talking to you, I consider you at the very least an acquaintance. Like, if if it's an ex who I literally never talked to ever and you've been out of my life forever, that's one thing. But if it's an ex where, like, we talk occasionally, it's like, yeah, no, like, we're... We talk from here and there, whatever, you know, she's got a boyfriend or she's got a fiance, whatever, like, it's all good. Like, then I don't see any reason to have a problem with it, I guess. It's, that's why I think that trust is, you know, if you have like four pillars of a, of a foundation to a successful relationship, marriage, whatever, like honesty, trust, communication, um, I had something else, loyalty, like all of those things matter. Like you you can't not have one of those things. And if one of them is weaker than the others, then you need to work on that. You can't just sit there and say, you know what, I would be insanely loyal to my partner. You know, we we talk about everything and I'm completely honest with my partner, but I have trust issues. Like you can't just leave it as I have trust issues. Like that's something you need to work on. Like if I, I, just the same as if I were to say, I'm insanely loyal, I'm insanely trusting, you know, I'm honest about everything, but I don't always communicate you know, my feelings, or I don't always communicate the way I want to. You don't get a pass on that. That's something that you need to work on. Like, and you, and your partner should be working with you to improve those things. So if you have a weakness, so to speak, work on it. Otherwise your relationship is eventually going to crumble because it's the same thing as if you have like a sprained ankle and you don't get it fixed. You don't get it looked at and you just keep putting pressure on the other ankle to, you know, overcompensate for or whatever. Eventually, you're just going to have two fucked up ankles. So, and, and you're just going to collapse from underneath. Uh, you and Rika had an awesome live. Great collab. Thanks. Yeah, like, I I had never met her in my life. We just connected through the Tea with Gary V show, whatever. Um, did a little bit of research on her work. Seemed like we were both trying to accomplish the same things in life, whatever. Like, I think she's obviously more focused on, like, trying to empower women. Whereas I'm just trying to help all people find love and happiness. Um, but I think that we kind of were cut from the same cloth in some ways and we are completely different in other ways. And I just thought it was like, yeah, I, I feel like this will be a good chat. And thankfully it was. Um, so I would love to have her back because like I said, the hour went came and went. So I feel like there's there's more that we can discuss that we will talk about in a later episode. Darren, good ways to encourage significant other to initiate sex, being respectful. Ooh. 
Ooh, okay. Yeah, like, I so I hope that we always keep, like, a a good intimate, intimacy life, whatever, yeah, between us. Like, I, I, I never understood how people say, like, you know, when you when you get engaged, when you get married, like, everything changes or something like that. Like, because to me, like, what I, – I am a firm believer that, you know, marriage really shouldn't change things. When you have kids, things change because that's a whole other human being that you're – you're dealing with and your your schedule and time management just kind of goes out the window. Yeah, being respectful, it's what it's the saying, like, you know, you catch more flies with honey than, than with sugar or something like that. Like, I mean, I think you should always be respectful to your partner, but uh, especially when it comes to any form of intimacy, like, because you also don't know what they're going through. Like, there's times where, like, Either you or your partner, like they just don't feel sexy. They just don't feel like they're in the mood, and like, and that's perfectly okay. Like, and it's perfectly okay even when, like, the other person is like ready to like tear through their clothes and and pounce you like a lion on a gazelle in the wild. I think as long as it doesn't become a repetitive pattern to where like you two are never ever ever intimate, like you should be fine. Um, and also the same thing like. I think everyone's form of intimacy is different. I know people that have sex five times a week or whatever and they think that's a normal thing. Some people have sex once a week and they think it's normal. Some people have sex ten times a week or whatever and they think it's normal. No, there is no there is no normal. It's whatever it is to you. So whatever you two are used to. If you two are, have always been used to having sex three times a week or five times a week and that's like the normal, you know, and then that starts to change, then you can say something. But if you're used to once or twice a week, and then things stay once or twice a week. Like, it's not a bad thing that you do it once or twice a week and then, you know, the Joneses are doing it eight times a week. Like, it's not a competition. You know, no one's handing out medals in the bedroom or anything like that. So, anyway, that's my feelings on on sex and whatnot. I know we don't talk about sex too much on this show. Um, I also know, like, you know, we don't have, like, a ton of kids or anything like that. But I think it's just, like, a I know it can be, like, somewhat, like a somewhat awkward conversation for people to have, like, in, a, in an Instagram chat. I personally don't care... Um, Janice, how long were you and Shannon friends before you moved to dating? I know every situation can be different, but what would you recommend for a good time frame? Um, so I'll answer the, so I'll answer the second half of that first. So like, it, it goes back to what I was saying just a moment ago of like, you know, there is no normal, whatever, like the pacing of a relationship is all at your own discretion. So like for me and Shannon, we met on August 16th. We started talking pretty much right away, but I told her I wasn't in the, emotional or mental headspace or whatever for a relationship. But I told her I liked her or whatever. And like, I still wanted to continue talking to her. And then we wound up officially getting together on October 14th. So that was three months of, you know, talking and casual dating or whatever before we became official. Um, but we weren't, we weren't really friends. Like we, like we met at a, at a night at karaoke and then just kind of started talking. So it's not like, we had known each other for years or anything like that. Um, so I guess the answer to your question would be like three months, whatever, of like talking and getting to know each other and whatnot. Like I always knew I wanted to date her. It's just a matter of like I knew I was not ready to date her. Um, but as far as like you know, a good time for like if I like if I was ready, like if I would, if I had been single long enough, whatever, and and ready to go, like I would have. So we met on a Thursday. I would have asked her out for that Saturday. That's an absolute fact. If not that next Friday, like that coming Friday. Um, and it probably wouldn't have taken long because like if it, if things on our first date went the way the rest of our relationship went, I would have been insanely attracted to her right off the bat. And then 
I would have asked her out within a week or two, probably. Just been like, hey, like, you want to, like, give this a shot? Because, um, like, I just, it's, it, it made sense to me. Like, w- with us, it always made sense. But I've also casually dated girls, whatever, for, for weeks or months, whatever, where it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, one of, one of my exes, like, we started off as just kind of casually dating. I, I did not want a serious relationship because there was a massive age gap between us. And she was one who eventually said, like, hey, like, I kind of want to make this an exclusive thing. And then we had that conversation and eventually we became exclusive. Like, I don't believe you sh- it, th- there's, th- there should be like, you know, these, these like checkpoints or, or you know, anything like that where it's like, oh, you know, you, you have to be talking for two months, whatever. And then you can go to the dating stage and then you got to be dating for three months, whatever. And then you got to be, you know, da- in, you know, exclusive for another two months or before you're in a relationship and you put an actual title on it. Like, to me, it's all whenever I, I've. I've gone on dates with girls and we've been exclusive, like exclusive the next day. It was like, hey, like this is our first date over the next day. It's like, yeah, no, you're my boyfriend. I'm like, okay, I'm with you. Like it's, it's all about you, you and your partner being on the same page. So like if you are ready to dive in after one date or two dates, but your partner's like, yeah, let's hold up. Then maybe pull back the reins a little bit. But if you two are both on the same page and ready to go then I don't think that you should sit there and take your foot off the gas just because you think that that's the right thing to do, if that makes any kind of sense. Do whatever feels right in your heart. Always communicate to your significant other, your partner, the person you're seeing, whatever you want to call them. And as long as it makes sense to both of you, then that's what then that's what works. Like, my, one of my best friends was with his girlfriend for six years before they got engaged. We were together 11 months before we got engaged. Some people, like my mom and stepfather were together 10 years, 11 years before they got married. Like, you know, it's it's different for everyone. If it works, it works or whatever, and you go at your own pace. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It probably depends on the guy, but do you think most guys prefer to make the first move uh, of interest? Um, it, I think it depends on the guy um, and in the moment. Like, I don't mind making the first move. I kind of like the girl making the first move just because, like, I'm always afraid of... My, one of my biggest fears when I was dating was was getting a slap in the face. Like, trying to go in for the kiss, even if I felt like the moment was right. And even if I felt like I wasn't going in aggressively, just kind of, like, leaning in or whatever. Or getting, like, that, like, nope, like, like that face pushback or something like that. Because I feel like that would just utterly demoralize me. But at least, like, when a girl makes the move, it's like, okay, she's down for this. Like, let's go. Um... But I think most guys prefer to make the first move just because it's like what's ingrained in us from you know, when we're young. It's like, you know, men make the first move. We take charge. And so for me, I would much prefer it if she just kissed me. Like Shannon grabbed me by the face and like and kissed me. And that was our first kiss. So I thought that that was a, a great omen for things to come. Um, yeah, I've always just and I've always, always been drawn to girls who seem to take charge and whether it's make the first move or just they're they're confident in their actions well i meant more like asking on a date oh then like i mean again i think it depends on the guy some guys have no problem being the initiator and saying like hey you know like janice you want to get together or whatever um but there are some guys like for me in high school and through college like i had no confidence um so i was always afraid to ask i was always afraid of rejection i thought that like like being rejected, it was it was a knock against me. It wasn't just a matter of like, hey, no, I'm, not, I'm just not interested. Like you're you're a good guy. You're a nice guy. You're this, that, and the other, whatever. I'm just not 
attracted to you or just not into you. Um, and it took me 26 years or so to like get that fear out of my head and just accept that like it's okay to be rejected. Like rejection is just a part of life. Um, but yeah, so asking on a date, it all makes sense. But if you if you're at the point where like you want to ask this guy out and you're not sure where he's at, then just ask him out. And if he says like, oh, you know, I wanted to ask you out, then you say, well, you should have, well, I beat you to the punch and make it playful. Like, because if he wanted to ask you out, whatever, then he'd say, well, you should have done. I would have said yes sooner. We could have gone on this date, you know, last week or two weeks ago or whatever. And you make, make fun out of it. You know, don't, you don't demoralize him or whatever. Be like, oh, well, you should have been a man and asked me or something like that. But if you know what you want, go after it. Like, if anything, if, if he's anything like me, he'll find it insanely attractive and, you know, he'll be ready to, you know, jump at the chance to go out with you. So if you're ready, ask him out. The worst thing that he's going to say is no. And, you know, and if all things go well, then, you know, you have a little playful banter to for the first date or whatever. And then if things really, really, really go well, then you have a funny story to tell people when you're, when you're a couple and whatnot. I'm a single Pringle. I appreciate a guy perspective for when I am ready. Yeah, that I that is why I'm here. I'm here to try to give you a guy's perspective on whatever it is you can possibly want to know about love, dating, relationships, sex, anything. Um, I'm a very much an open book, so there's very little that I am not comfortable discussing. Um, and if there's anything that I'm just very uncomfortable talking about because I, of a lack of knowledge or a lack of experience then I would just say, hey, I've never experienced that or I have no idea what I would say to this matter and I'm going to pass because I'm not, I don't want to give you bullshit. I don't want to feed you anything that I don't believe in or anything that I don't know and just try to grab and guess at an answer. I'm going to give you anything that I've experienced and or personally believe in. So that's what I do now. That's what I will always do for you, whether we have 100 episodes of this, 500 episodes, 1,000 episodes, and we're doing Daily Mic Drop five years from now or so. Um... I will always try to be genuine and authentic with you. That is my promise to each and every one of you. My cousin Bethany is going to be on, which I'm very in intrigued to be talking with her because we're going to be talking about, like, I guess, what life is like as a high schooler, what dating is like in high school now, because I can only imagine how things have changed over the last, how long have I been out of high school now? 13 years or so. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see how social media plays a role in dating, um, what dating apps are like for high schoolers, just kind of like getting into the the mind of a teenager, so to speak, just because, like, I feel like we, we uh, people get asked that question, like, would you go back to high school if you had the chance, or what would you do if you can go back to high school? I feel like I would not want to go back to high school, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, I would kind of like to do it over and do things a little bit differently, um, but we'll be talking, so if you have any questions for myself or Bethany, slide into my DMs, I'll put up a, um, a promo card on my Instagram story tomorrow, where you can ask your questions there. And then whatever questions we have, we'll ask on the show. But uh, have a great night. Stay safe. Stay cool. It's, it's hot as a mother in New York. So put your AC on and just relax and take it easy. I'll see you all tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Have a good night. Peace.